When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! week late, but it's another mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley Sow, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. And today's guest on Talk of Champions is J.J. Pegues, Ole Miss transfer defensive lineman from Auburn. But Brad snuck out of town on a family trip that he told no one about. <laughs> hey, buddy. What's up, man? Yeah, I had a... Um... I had some stuff going on, so we ended up popping over to Texas to see the in-laws. We're about to start up some travel softball, so um, we went. We had to go ahead and get down there before our weekends got a little busy. So, yeah, I ended up having a nice little, nice little trip down to Texas. Valentine's Day, 10.26 a.m. Ben Garrett innocuously goes on Twitter, starts typing out, oh, yeah, me and Brad are going to pot tonight. Another Mailbag Monday is here, and I'm recording the next Talk of Champions episode with Bradley Sal later today. This is why you need Twitter or some kind of social media. If you got Ole Miss questions, now's the time <laughs> to get them. Let's go. And I spoke out of turn because you weren't here. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know you put that out there. Sorry. About I do that, that every I, Monday. How do you think these mailbags happen? I, I I figured it was something like that, but I don't I don't have any social media, so I don't see anything or any questions before they ever come. So, um, yeah, that's um, sorry about that. I guess just <laughs> screw me then, because I thought we'd gotten to the place where I could just assume <laughs> that we were potting at a particular time. It's my fault, really. It's my no, fault. It's my fault. No, it's my no, fault. you're Mister. I love Shark Tank, Mister. I invest in the stock market. <laughs> busy, Dude, busy. When, you, when you have four kids man it's a um you know you know how it is yeah I know. How you're it about is. you're about to see when they get a little older too i'm actually sitting out here right now doing my pot as i'm watching one get a golf lesson so there's something to do on the schedule every day that um that, that gets shot my way as soon as i'm on my way home from work hey you got this at four o'clock so um yeah it's one of the one of the many many joys yeah i run the piano to art 
to gymnastics. I'm there with you. Which one of your kids, you don't have to tell me which one by name or anything, but like which one is taken to golf and you loving golf like you do? What is your evaluation uh, of this the, child? Yeah, my oldest one, she's, she's, she likes golf because she doesn't want to play softball with her younger sister who is pretty good at softball. So she's like, Dad, I want to do a different sport because I don't want to be out there and be older than Piper and her be better than me. So, um, yeah, just just she kind of de facto took up golf and she's got a nice little swing. It's it's fun. Um, golf longer term is going to be good for her. So we'll see. I, I just want to. I mean, hopefully she'll like it and we get to play play a little bit together. Um, that, that'd be kind of the goal there. Well, let's do something to catch everybody up with Brad's thoughts on things because it's been almost two weeks. Maybe it's only been a week. I feel like it's only been two. No, it's been two weeks. It has been two weeks because we did the first pod two weeks ago and then you ghosted me or something happened. I can't remember what happened. He didn't really ghost me. He says he had to do something. I can't remember. David Brandt filled in and then you missed a week. So it's been a full two weeks, a full two weeks since you and I talked on the podcast. So Bradley Sal, you're one big thing from the last two weeks. We're going three, one, two, three. Let's go. Brad's big thing. Yeah, I think the one there's a couple things that popped out. Um, obviously, you know, you had the you know you had the baseball weekend. That's that's obviously going to be huge. Um, you know, just seeing how, kind of how our lineup progressed, kind, kind of how we had so many pitchers. I think that's pretty cool. How we're how we're doing the pitching this year, and then secondly, you know, the the Ole Miss coaching carousel that is like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, coaches taking jobs, leaving a couple of days later. It's um, man, it's almost. I, I just feel like I've never seen something like this before where where guys are so in and out, but, um, yeah, man, I guess what I guess you can take from this is Kiffin's hiring these young up and coming coaches and people are just poaching them. I mean, um, I guess whenever you're hiring high demand guys, um, this is the kind of world you're going to live in. So, um, yeah, that was kind of interesting to get a special teams coach for a few days and then all of a sudden lose them. I haven't heard anything on the other guy. I know the, there was, there was a name thrown out there, um, not too long ago, but I don't know if he was out of it or what, but um, yeah, man, I, just, I think that's that's just kind of wild. That you had to see a coach come in like that, then leave, and then all of a sudden you get the D line coach, um, obviously his brother back. So I, just, I thought that's just a just a lot going on in the coaching staff. I can't wait to this thing gets finalized and we can kind of move on from any coaching moves. Me too. Feels like it's been every single day, and people want to know updates, but there's just not a lot out there right now. The only name I've really heard for special teams is Seth Doge who was hired from USC, now an analyst for Ole Miss. He coached tight ends at USC last year. He's on staff now. He makes some yeah, sense. He's coached him before, I think, at uh, – I can't remember. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that that hadn't been um, announced. Bowling Green. I mean, yeah, Bowling Green. Sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I didn't realize Seth had been announced. I mean, he's been he's been here a while. So, I mean, I, I hung out with him a couple of weeks ago multiple times. So, I didn't realize he, he had been here. That, that would be – I mean, he was an actual positions coach at USC and is a really intelligent guy. Um, came in as an analyst, you know, looking for a spot. I mean, that wouldn't, I mean, I, I could see him totally feeling in this, but I mean, it, it would be cool to do, you know, coming, coming in and think you're an analyst and also you're a special teams coach. That'd be quite the change up for him. But um, yeah, he's certainly a guy. I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't potentially consider that unless he doesn't know a lot about special teams. Former Ole Miss head coach, the offensive line coach at Georgia, Matt Luke stepped down, wants to take more time with his family slash enjoy that Ole Miss money. I feel like you kind of reacted like a lot of Ole Miss people did or maybe like other media people did because you are one of the media now. You're not just a fan. You're an Ole Miss <laughs> media person, Brad. And I know that means so much to you. Anyway, 
<laughs> I'm sure your reaction was something to the effect of, yeah, he's going to go enjoy his money and all this kind of stuff. Because of what it's become has the coaching profession in college football. It's year-round. There's no stopping with recruiting. There's no cycles anymore. It's every single day. Do you see coaches maybe secure in the bag, so to speak, and a lot of them just stepping out and getting out of here? Yeah, there's no telling, man. I mean, every what people got to realize is, um, you know, these coaches, players, whatever, they're human beings, you know. So um, not every decision made is solely based on the you know, the school and, and, and what you think would be the obvious thing. I mean, I'm sure he could have stayed at Georgia and made another million bucks, something like that. But, you know, there's things that come up where, you know, money's not everything. And, you know, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know Matt Luke for, for anything. So, but I mean, if he says he wants to spend time with family, I can definitely see that being, being something that, that could, you know, play, play into it. Cause I mean, when I was retiring myself, you know, my kids got a little older. I started missing some stuff and it just, um, you know, for me, it felt like the right time. So yeah, that happens. And, um, hopefully it's not anything serious, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's just, it's just crazy, man. Guys are, um, you know, kind of moving all over the place and then he's kind of up and up and, you know, kind of leaves, but he, you know, he's done well. He's, he's made a lot of money coach for a while and he has every right to take some time off if he wants it. I think this is going to become very normal in college football coaches prematurely leaving or getting into something else that isn't so demanding because the job is just so much right now. It's yeah, all the time. No, you, you, so you just added, so now you just added a money element to something that was already really hard mm-hmm. when, when recruiting. And well, there was else. already a money element, but now, yeah, yeah you, you kind of have to. Now, yeah. now that it's legal, there's a lot more participants. So, right. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just that sometimes you can recruit your tell off make a relationship with a kid and another school come in and say, Hey, I'll give you X amount of dollars, whatever for an NIL. And it's like, damn, all the work, all the harder, hard work I put into it, trying to develop a relationship doesn't mean crap because it's all money driven. So now we've created this, this, um, you know, not very, I don't know, the job just, I mean, there's not a whole lot of reward. I mean, you can be the best girl in the world if you got a big bag of money. I mean, it's just, it, it makes, it makes no sense. And, and so instead, instead of the guys that, that they can do it by relationship and by, um, you know, actually providing some kind of value, um, you know, to, to a kid's life has been taken out the window. Those guys don't count. Now it's the guys with the most money. And that to me is, that's not what college football is, as you know, should be about, but Hey, that's where, that's where we're at. And that's why guys are, are likely exiting. Caleb Williams, dad confirmed what we first reported on the Ole Miss spirit, Ole Miss spirit.com and affiliate of on three.com that Ole Miss Lane Kiffin, had substantive, real conversations with Caleb Williams and his people, but he, quote, couldn't go to Mississippi. What'd you think of that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe he's never been here. Maybe he's never visited here. I don't know. I don't know why he wouldn't want to come to Mississippi. I mean, I don't know why he just didn't come out and say, hey, um, we want to go to L.A. where he's going to get a bunch of money. Um, you know, just just be completely honest. I don't know why he had to crap on Mississippi along the way, but obviously he's never been here, and, um, you know, it is what it is. He went to the, the places right for him, but – um, you know, yeah, I, I thought that was, I mean, I didn't really understand it at all. So he just seemed like he was a little bit ignorant to the fact of, um, you know, Mississippi would have been very welcoming for him and, um, it w- would have been a great place. There's been a lot of guys come here and, and go to the next level and do exactly what his son's, you know, trying to do. Or actually we have a guy this year that's going to do it. So, um, yeah, Mississippi would have, would have been more than fine, fine for him. This is talk of champions, a mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett. He's Bradley Sal. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. And this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. 
Just simply search Talk of Champions in Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, you name it. We're there. Just simply search Talk of Champions. We're a week late, but now we finally open the Modern Woodman mailbag. Let's first hear from BNA Bank and Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. Are you looking for a career change? Maybe COVID threw you for a loop. Maybe it's time that you did something else. Maybe you're just tired of working nine to five for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else. Well, our phone line sponsor, Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, is looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary. You do have to be a resident of Mississippi, but what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. Don't wait around anymore. It's time to make a change. So for more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas Chandler today directly through Facebook or his number at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. Make the change. Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, the title sponsor of Talk of Champions. here you've got mail special mail for you this is a letter to hollywood saying keep it up movies are great we open the modern woman mailbag to answer your questions and i'm gonna go ahead and say it up front i'm not gonna get to every single question these are a week old it's all brad's fault so a few of these we're gonna have to skip over but we start with jay freshwater esquire at the Swansonator, would Matt Corral to the Saints be a good fit slash set him up for a strong future in the league if he went there first round? Who else would you like to see the team surround him with? Yeah, it's just hard to say, man. Uh, you know, we don't know who the Saints is going to, you know, who the, what their style of offense is going to be. We don't know all that. So, you know, really any team, um, you know, in, in general that, that that is willing to invest in him and, and put him in the right situation is going to be the best fit for him. Whether that's the Saints or not, nobody knows. Nobody will know until until they, they draft a bunch of guys, get guys in place, and, um, you know, execute a scheme for him. So, um, yeah, I just think it's, it's just so early to tell. I mean, you, all, all that will play itself out. Um, you know, if Sean Payton was still there and you knew exactly what the offense was going to look like, what every, everything was going to look like, um, I think you could say, hey, yeah, it's probably a good fit for him. But yeah, right now, you just you just don't know. You don't know how the Saints are going to look, who all they're going to bring in. So, yeah, just just for him, anywhere with a um, with a offensive coordinator that 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 will make him his guy um, and, and put him in the right scheme is is what what would be best for him. Tyler Patrick at Tyler Two Patrick, who do you think will be the breakout player of the year, offense and defense? Um, breakout player of the year for offense, which I wouldn't say breakout, but, um, you know, I think that, um, potentially a Knox, the, the receiver from Missouri, I've heard a lot of really good things about him. And then I think Zach Evans is going to do really well in this offense. I think, I think you're going to have a back 
that is a combination between the way Snoop Connor hits it, but the speed of Ely. So I think you could have have a really good year for him. He, he really fits the scheme really well. Just in watching him, you know, the, the way he sticks his foot in the ground and really hits that zone. We haven't really had that that here. Now Snoop, Snoop would do it, but um, you know he didn't really have the the same speed that this kid's about to have. So I like the I like Zach Evans, man. I like the, I like him to you know if all goes well and you know. He's as good as I think we are. I think he's going to be a have a pretty good year for us this year. Defensive player, um, you know, we, we've we've had so much, you know, we have so much turnover over there. I want to say Tashim Johnson can be a breakout player, but I think he can go to another level. Um, he was really good as a freshman. I think he can he can end up being being even better this next year, which he already already kind of had a breakout year. But um, I think he's going to be really good this year. Um, I think you look at a, I would say one of the edge rushers, one of the new edge rushers. I know the. Um, the Ivy kid looks pretty good. And there's another kid I like. The, who's the, What's the kid's name from Northeast? I can't put my, my finger on it. but I was Reginald watching. Hughes. Yeah, dude. So, so Reginald Hughes, um, to me, rushing the passer, which I know he's a little smaller. But rushing the passer, man, he looks pretty pretty good. I'd like to see a guy like that come in and actually give us some, some juice off the edge here. I, I think that's someone that's kind of getting overlooked in this class. Noah York at NYORK76. Brad, who is your most underrated defensive lineman that you met faced? In the NFL, um, Eddie Goldman. People, people may not know about him. Very, very good. He's kind of anchors the Bears D line. You wouldn't know know much about him unless you actually followed it. Eddie Goldman was really, really good. Um, you know, Jabal Sheard was a D lineman for the. Um, he was with the Browns when I used to go against him, and people used to go against him. But he was one of those guys who um, you really wouldn't know about. But man, when you went against him, you're like, oh man, this is this is going to be a be a rough day. Um, He's just a really good player. There's quite a few guys you can go on the list that don't really get a whole lot of love, but were um, very hard to block over the years. Clay Bermuda at Clay Bermuda. Did you watch WWF's Valentine's Day Massacre when it first aired? I did. Were you excited to see Paul Waite debut by emerging from under the ring and throwing Austin into the cage? Yes, and I had such high expectations, and then he became the big show. Mr. Jones at Sports42871 2351. That's a mouthful. Who is your ideal replacement for Kermit if Keith Carter decides to let him go after the season? You could throw out a lot of names, and we could talk about a bunch of different possible scenarios. But here's the number one thing. The most consistent Ole Miss basketball is ever going to be is what it was under Andy Kennedy. Consistently on the bubble. Now, you can have some real complaints, justifiable complaints, about not making it to the NCAA tournament. Andy Kennedy would have agreed with you. Kermit Davis would agree with you. Same thing. He's been once. Andy went, what, twice? Ole Miss has been three times since 2002. So what's the solve for Ole Miss basketball being consistently competitive? If you want to take it to another level and actually make the NCAA tournament more often than not. A true commitment financially, like with football, in basketball. But the problem is Ole Miss collectively, not everybody, but the majority of fans would put their financial resources into making football better than basketball. But can there be enough truly committed to making basketball great that would financially support getting the players necessary to compete at that level. Otherwise, you're always just going to be a fringe team on the bubble hoping to break through no matter who the head coach is. Cole Woods at Cole Miss 22. Would Ole Miss be best served to use an opener in baseball on Sunday? This would allow Gaddis to not be seen a third time through the order. Well, Gaddis is starting on Saturday. 
And they kind of did use Drew McDaniel as an opener and Derek Diamond as an opener on Friday and Sunday, or Sunday and Friday, respectively. Drew McDaniels was backed up by Jack Doherty, I think, and Derek Diamond was backed up by Jack Washburn. And neither one of them saw the lineup a third time through Charleston Southern. So they kind of did that, and I think that that's the wisest course of action. That's exactly how I would have set it up. I don't know if it was intentional, but effectively, that's what they used Drew McDaniel and Derek Diamond, who both each struggled significantly last year, third time through the order. That's what they did opening weekend. Michael Luker at Luker Michael 2 Will we see Ben at Swayze Field this year? I hope so. You're going to be there, I know. You go to every game. You can. I got a, I got a lot of them. I really do. So that's that's my sport, man. I, I enjoy baseball because I know I know enough to know about it, but I don't know enough to be super mad like I do football. Like when I'm watching football and I can see um, coaches out scheming our coaches or, or stuff going on that I think should be fixed, it just makes me mad. Whereas baseball, I'm like, you know, just fun watching, you know, watch, watching the game play out. I, I just don't know it, you know, that technical like I do football. So, yeah, football to me, I watch it in just a different light. You know, I, I don't I don't necessarily enjoy, you know, watching bad schemes or or whatever, you know, at certain times. So, um, yeah, that's I will definitely be there. I, I, I enjoy I think Ole Miss baseball is second to none um, when it comes to comes to the environment and just how fun the game is. I know one game for sure that I'm going to be at. Can you guess? Uh, probably the state game. No, no, no. Whatever game is May 5th on that Saturday, I'll be there. Why? Because the Atlanta Braves Championship World Series Championship Trophy Tour stops at Swayze Field, and the line starts behind me. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's going to be outstanding. Gray Johnson at Gray Johnson J3 prediction. For the top three players with the most home runs this season for Ole Miss, well, Tim Elko hit two this weekend, but you and I have been talking about Kemp Alderman. Yeah, no kid, man. Kemp is, um, yeah, it, what, what, I mean, I don't know, obviously, the pitching, you can't judge everything off his pitching, but, yeah, swing looked better to me. I don't know about to you, but everything looked better. He, he looked a little trimmer. Um, yeah, all in all, man, if a guy like Kemp Alderman um, would come on and, and actually be like, like a, you know, what his potential is this year based off what we already have back. Oh my goodness, man. Like this lineup would, would be almost, almost unheard of in almost, almost baseball history. I mean, we got some real dudes that can hit. So a guy, a guy like that coming out of nowhere and maybe another guy and you just, you're just that much better. It's going to be Gonzo Elko and Kevin Graham, not necessarily in that order that finishes top three, but Kemp Alderman has that kind of potential. And I like that he got regular at best this weekend and he did look better. Here's the thing with him. It doesn't matter if he walks. It doesn't with where he's going to be hitting in the lineup if you use him or utilize him correctly. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he strikes out a ton. If he ends up, and this is what he can do, just running into the ball 25 times, hits 20 to 25 bombs, that in and of itself provides tremendous value and standalone value batting fifth or sixth or seventh. Here's a lucky question. If Leatherwood played every day, would he would he be in the mix to lead in home runs? Mm, that's a good one. That's I mean, a good he had, one. He had, he, had one. La- he had seven last year. Yeah. He played about 20-some games or, or somewhere in there. So uh, he may play a little more than that. But, yeah, he's <laughs> – I feel like he was just left alone. I mean, I don't know where, I don't know where you put him. Um, consistently. Right, yeah, if he's just left alone, I feel like he would be a pretty good eight, nine-hole you know, bat that would, that would probably produce some pretty godly home run numbers. Which one would you rather see in the everyday lineup right now? Reagan Burford or Hayden Leatherwood? Leatherwood, 100%. Okay. Then you would have to move TJ McCants to third. Why can't you just DH Leatherwood? 
because you still need to have at bats for guys like Kemp Alderman who can't play a position. Like he played right field, but he's yeah, not a defensive player on an everyday yeah, basis. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's I guess that that's a, this is a great problem to have. Is what yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, in, in general, I mean, just Letterwood's experience and you know the fact that a guy like that could be your bottom of your lineup, sign me up. The right answer to that, Gray Johnson, it's going to be Gonzo, Graham, and Elko. But there are some things to consider, or at least some fun alternatives to discuss. Blake Davis at Brad's free balling. Let's get Brad in a size small Spider-Man costume for next Halloween. Man, that I, what's the weather outside? If it's super cold, no. Well, it's... It... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make sure it's not too cold. Quay Davis, is he an actual person? Do we have anything on the guy? I haven't heard much of nothing. Yeah, I haven't either. You know, unfortunately for him, you know, we're just we're just gonna be deep there, man. Um, you know, we brought in a bunch of guys. Um, I don't know. I don't know what'll happen. I know in the spring he was getting some reps. Um, the only thing that concerns me is you didn't see a whole lot of him whenever we we actually needed depth. And being a JUCO guy, that's usually where you provide depth and experience. And um, you really didn't get a chance to see him much. So I just feel like with all the guys we've added, um, you know, if we see him, that means he got a lot better. John Caleb Wilson, at John Caleb Wilson, when are the renovations supposed to be completed on the Manning Center that they're doing now? I don't know. I've not heard. I, I, know, they're, I know they're rolling. I mean, they were, every time I've driven by, you know, it looks like they're they're coming along pretty well. So um, I don't know when they're supposed to be completed, but I'm hoping, um, you know, I think it should be should be rather quickly. I mean, it's a, it's a big be. hollow It should yeah, be. Like the coaches rent. right now have taken over the old media relations building, which is right next to the stadium. So all those SIDs got moved out to the old hospital over there across from Phillips Grocery. And I was out there at the SID office with the hospital talking to him about something else. And one guy said, oh, we'll be here at least five years. So I guess it depends on what part of the Manning Center. Because if it's the full Manning Center, that's not going to be done in five years. Or at best, it'll be done in five years. But if you're talking about the weight room or maybe the locker room, I could see one of those two things or both of those things being done within the next two years, which is a realistic timeline. Done right. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Five years is a lot to put the coaches out somewhere else. I mean, well, would, the coaches would, now that's a good building. But but from a logistical standpoint, you would, you'd want to get the weight room and the offices done first. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Mississippi at Shortbread Music. What is the right field tent at Swayze going to actually be? What's its purpose? A VIP experience in right field with the beer showers at Swayze. At least that's my understanding of it. Gotcha. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're selling fireworks. I don't know. Maybe they're still in fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I, I hope Keith Carter doesn't hear that. I know he was a little, he got a little a little mad that people were giving him crap about it. Um, well, I, I mean, know. I love Keith to death, man. Great guy. But after what happened in the North <laughs> End Zone, and then I mean, come on, what what does he expect? Yeah, I'm agreed. I, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I just I just know I'll be somewhere either in left field or up in up in the Rebel Club. Just depending on the day and the weather, so that's uh, I don't I don't really get caught up in the, into what the what that's what all that's going to stand for and what it's going to look like and all that. So I just want to see good baseball from a good team. Samuel Cole at the Samuel Cole. I've heard most media say they prefer the 11 a.m. game. Yes, yes, because you just get done working earlier. As a player, Brad, what game time did most players prefer? It just all depends. If you're on the road, um, 11 a.m. a road game sucks. If you're at home, 11 a.m home games actually pretty beneficial to you, you feel like you catch them kind of slipping a little bit um but i you know i always always just enjoy the uh, the 230 230 games good anything at night's good this all depends on home in a way that that's really what's most important john miller 
at John Miller 7777. This is the question that Brad loves to answer the most. What are the odds that we get Arch Manning? And what could we do better to get him? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, honestly, if you ask me, like just being honest, I would say I would say Texas is later. But, you know, that's just based off of, um, you know, just just in conversations with coaches on other staffs and, and staffs in general that are recruiting him. Because I know a lot of guys, you know, across SEC or whatever, they just, you know, they just seem like they all there's been two different staffs that told me, hey, I feel like like Texas is a leader, which I thought was shocking. Um, I don't know. Honestly, man, I mean, like I've said before, I don't really follow it like that um, with him. You know, obviously we, we want him at Ole Miss. Um, but with this new portal and stuff, man, it's not like it used to be in a make-or-break situation. There's going to be a good quarterback out there every year, um, you know, that, that can fit Lane's scheme, that he can win, you know, win games with. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't get too caught up in it. Hopefully we get him. But I just um, – I, I don't know how confident I am in it. Um you know, just like, just like anybody else, I would love to get him, but I just, just don't know, honestly. Do at Olmstead Inc. As a youngster, Brad, which player did you most admire or try to emulate? Um, there's a couple guys, man. I, I so on, on the offensive side, you know, I really, I really enjoyed watching. Um, you know, I really enjoyed watching the the Cowboys left tackle, which he's not that much. Um, you know, he's he's not that much older than me but he was he's a really good player um you know joe staley for the for the 49ers was a good offense tackle to always watch um you know then, then there was a guy i played with from texas people don't really know him he was an undrafted guy but um he's our center in arizona and he was a just just absolutely really tough guy man like one of the one of the last dying breeds of like just super tough and he always told me like never let anybody have your reps because you know they're always looking to replace you and i never really understood that until i got a little bit older and, you know, he's over there making six, seven million dollars a year, but he's playing like he's going to lose his job and he's playing like he's undrafted. And those those guys just don't exist anymore. You know, everybody's very a lot of guys are entitled or whatever they think that that's their job. But, you know, I always thought that was a good mindset to have, um, you know, playing with him. And he was always super tough. Man, he, that dude got hurt so many times in the game where he should have came out. And if he could walk, he was playing like one of those old school guys. So I think he played 10, 11 years. His name's Lyle Sinline. Um, there's probably probably a player that kind of shaped me like mentally just like, Hey, this is how you got to play. This is how you got to, you got to play this. Um, you know, you, you got to really, you can't take it for granted having one of these jobs. And that was always his thing, man. He would never let a guy, a backup, anything, take one of his reps, a practice game, whatever. He was like, man, cause as soon as they see this kid do something good, they're going to freaking fire me. So, and I thought that was a cool mindset, man. Like he was, that, that was, that was kind of something really good. I learned from him. Three questions from Samuel Cole. At the Samuel Cole, Brad, on your bye weekends in the NFL, what did you do? Well, it just depends. If, if Ole Miss was playing, I'd try to come back, which that happened one time my whole my whole NFL career. Um, that was usually the plan. But if not, I'd always try to plan a trip with the kids and, and try to go somewhere um, since, since we're so busy during the season. Would you support the script M making an appearance on the football helmets? No, zero chance. I'm up for anything. So it's less about the script M than just overall creative designs themselves. If you come with it and it's fire, then I'm all for it. You're just one of those old people now. Everything you do is old. And last one <laughs> from Samuel Cole, since Brad doesn't like superheroes, what did he do as a child? I have the same question. Um, so I played ball, man. I just that's all I ever did. I played football, baseball, basketball. Me play um, ball. Me play ball. 
there was just always there was always a season, man. So that's all we had. Dude. We had a, a football and you know, a couple bats and a ball and the old basketball hoop that everybody knows about. You, know, you try to dunk on it a few times and you, you bend the rim, but it really don't matter. So you just you kind of got the you got the old slanted down rim. And when it was basketball season, we all played basketball. When it was football, we played football and baseball. We play baseball year round. I mean, that's all, all we had to do. So I didn't, I don't know, man. I just was never really wanted to watch TV and, um, you know, follow action figures and all that. I was kind of, kind of just obsessed with sports and old Miss sports. So it's kind of what I focus on. So I'm looking at Todd McShay as we wrap this thing up and jump to JJ Piggies on the Modern Women phone line. Todd McShay of ESPN said the Saints would be the perfect fit for Matt Corral, even though he says that Matt, while he loves him, is a tough evaluation. What's tough about him? Size? Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, he's got a great arm. He's got, you know, he, he, he's got what you'd want throwing the ball and he, and he's a little bit mobile, which is, which is a plus. I think the knock on him is going to be here late in the, I've said this before. I think if you look at late in the year and kind of, I just don't feel like you read the defense very well at times. You know, I feel like, you know, they kind of ran too high on him a lot and, um, yeah, really wasn't going downfield as much. I don't know, something kind of happened midseason there. I don't know if it was a scheme or what, but it just didn't look as sharp. It almost like he was playing a little bit too safe at times. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it's just like anything else. They're going to find a guy that has the talent and traits that they want, no matter what he did in college, whatever. I mean, that's how you get a Mr. Trubisky drafted. That's how you get a Josh Allen. All these guys have certain traits you're looking for as an evaluator. And then you say, hey, who can I hire to highlight this guy's traits, and can he – can he perform? Where is he mentally? Because that's what's going to mean. Where can these guys learn mentally? How good are they at picking up the playbook? And how, and how can they take that playbook and make it their own? Meaning, hey, I, I know certain plays. I'm going to do certain stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to find a way to make this offense better at times. So it's just going to come down to that, man. I mean, and that's hard to judge. You can pick talent. You can pick it. But what guys mentally can 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 have that it factor? And, and when the lights come on, they don't they don't freak out. So. That's the hardest thing to judge. He's got all the talent. I mean, he can do it. He can do any throw that any other quarterback can do. Um, but you know, it's just it's just going to come down to a matter of how he is mentally, and um, you know who is putting him in the right situation. You look at Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar Jackson. They they essentially designed a whole offense for him. Um, you know that, that they bought into that player. Now you go put Lamar Jackson in the Chiefs offense where he had to sit sit back there in the pocket and just picks up. This is not going to work. You know so. Um, that that's that's just what it, what it's gonna come down to the end of the day is if he can you know be sharp mentally and if, if there's a coach that, that that designs stuff for him and doesn't try to fit him into into what he thinks an offense looks like. Todd McShay quote the negatives on Matt Corral are that he's undersized, he's a runner, and he's taken a lot of hits. The durability was an issue at Ole Miss and his concern in the NFL. Quick reaction, go. I don't think his durability was was a concern at all. I mean, he had. He had a couple couple injuries where he, you know, freak injuries where they hit his ankle a couple of times, whatever rolled on his ankle, but he still played. So um, I would actually say he's extremely durable. And, um, yeah, he's going to have to limit some of the hits. But, you know, it's just it's just the way way he is, man. He's, he's going to take a few. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, if that's the only weaknesses they can find, then, you know, I think he'll be all right. J.J. Pegues is going to keep this mailbag going, answer some questions from you, the Ole Miss fans. But first, we say bye to Brad. See you, buddy. Thanks. See you, Ben. Howdy, toddy. Before we jump to J.J. Pegueese in this mailbag edition of Talk of Champions, let me tell you about Cheney's Pharmacy and Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. A new year is here. It's 2022. Not to mention that spring is around the corner in Oxford, Mississippi. What comes with it? The return of Ole Miss football, Ole Miss baseball. It's a special time of year in Oxford. 
You want to be there, right? You want to be in Swayze Field. You want to be back in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Well, the only way you can do that is if you're healthy, that you have a pharmacy you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. Hands down, it's not close. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221, or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at cheneyspharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. A new year brings new beginnings, a fresh start. The slate has been wiped clean. And what better way to celebrate that than with a new car? Well, if you're in the market, there's only one place you should go, and that's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from new and used sales to parts and service. Alan Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is Alan Samuels aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now I only vouch for sponsors I truly believe in, and I cannot say enough good things about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. When you go, ask for Brian or Mason. They'll make sure to get you in the car that you want at a price point you can afford. And make sure to tell them that Talk of Champions sent you to take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides. You can contact them today at 662-234-8000, East University Avenue, 662-234-8000. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Modern Woodman phone line. Cool. We'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel Sports. Modern Woodman. Let's make a difference together. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Been on Twitter. He's JJ Pegues, Ole Miss defensive lineman and exclusive NIL partner. Of the Ole Miss Spirit, OmSpirit.com and AffiliateOne3.com. And he's sponsored by Chris Pharmacy in Columbus, Mississippi. Contact them today at 662-328-4300. That's 662-328-4300. JJ, what's up? 
What's up? How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? How's everything going out there right now? Living it up. Yeah? Couldn't be better. Yeah? Yes, okay, sir. so what's it like right now in the strength and conditioning program, the fourth quarter program? I mean, Ole Miss fans, they don't know what's going on behind the scenes, right? So for somebody that wants to know, J.J., what's a day in the life like right now, what do you tell them? I just tell them we're just taking everything day by day, and the fourth quarter program ain't no joke. I tell you that. We grinding every day before – really before everybody wake up. And Coach Savage, he's doing a good job of just – not only pushing us, but mentoring us as well. All right, so I threw this at Control Bullock, also an exclusive NIL partner of the Ole Miss Spirit like JJ. I threw this at Otis Reese, also an exclusive NIL partner of the Ole Miss Spirit, OmSpirit.com, and for the Devon 3. Control gave me 30 minutes. Otis said that was generous. I'd probably only get 15. If I came out there right now during the fourth quarter program, a normal dude, how long would I last? Man... Ooh, I give you, I say about 10 minutes. That yeah. warm up might get you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I want to know about. When y'all start this thing, this fourth quarter program, what's like the first thing you do? Well, what we do is we'll coach Savage and talk to us and all that. And well, okay, we'll I, can, I can survive that. Up. I can survive listening to somebody. Okay. I'm good so far. Yeah. Yeah. Then we'll get in our stretch lines and it's, Full pace. Uh-oh. Non-stop. We just moving, 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 moving. That's about – that take about 25, 20 minutes right there. Oh, boy. And then once that's done, as soon as we're done, we boom. Do like 10-yard sprints. 10-yard sprints, and then we'll go to different stations, and we on from there. I used to hate back in high school when it wasn't nearly <laughs> even anything close to what y'all do. You know, this is New Albany. Man, I'm not, not, not far from Oxford, but like – I used to hate just mm-hmm. doing plain old up downs. That was the worst thing ever, oh, right? Yeah. So me what's too. like yes, that? Sir. What's the up down when you're doing strength conditioning in the SEC at Ole Miss? What's like that thing that you hate to do? Well, we do something called curves. What's that? And it's basically it's like a so it's basically like the track. Really, we'll start and we'll just start at the end zone and we'll run and they'll have cones. And we basically, you know, the curve on the track, we just sprint the curve and then we'll finish through the end zone uh, and then we'll walk and then go back. It's just rapid. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I think 10 minutes is a little generous. <laughs> this doesn't this doesn't sound like something that uh, one would be able to survive if you aren't like a world-class athlete like a J.J. Piggies. Yeah. What's the biggest difference between Auburn's whatever it does in January, not its fourth quarter program, but whatever they do is their strength conditioning program at Auburn. What's the biggest difference now that you've come to Ole Miss under Nick Savage, who's taken over for Wilson Love? What's the biggest difference? I think the biggest difference may be just just the culture we have and the why we're doing certain things. Like at Auburn, we um, – I ain't going to lie. We did some, um, some good stuff there, but – Coming from Auburn to here, I feel like my body has been like it's breaking down in the right way and it's rebuilding up in the right way. And the things that Coach Savage do for us, not only the the in the weight room and on the field, but just in recovery recovery days, I feel like it's big too. Just the little things he do, like uh, stretches and yoga and things like that. I think that's a big difference. What about food? 
is it hard not to like come back home and you know eat a bunch of good oh, food yeah. like ajax and your mom your grandma you know what i mean like that's what i do yeah. that's why i wouldn't last yeah. 10 minutes <laughs> yeah the food is definitely i tell you like the grill is real good and then going home and you got my grandma and my mama and even my daddy be barbecuing and stuff so the oh. food real good i gotta watch what i eat though <laughs> okay does your dad roll with lemon pepper on his wings or does he do it a different way Oh yeah, he do it like that. He, it's lemon pepper, well, right? The, uh, yeah. Okay, so is that the first? Yeah. Is that his first option though? It's really hot. Whatever hot, <laughs> that's his first option. And then he'll do lemon pepper. If he ain't got no hot, if you don't bring him nothing hot, make sure you bring him hot sauce or something. Just hot. I want hot. Well, it's been a debate on this podcast for a couple of weeks now about lemon pepper wings. And I've been telling everybody and even had some people push back against me on Twitter saying, no, man, that's like the old man thing to do in wings. But I'm like, ever since I'm only 35, you know, like it's since college yeah. at Coupe de Ville, I got lemon pepper. You get lemon pepper on your mm-hmm. wings. That's the best kind. Yes, sir. See, mm-hmm. JJ agrees with me. He just ended oh, the debate. You. He ended the debate. Well, I put on the Ole Miss Spirit, <laughs> omspirit.com. I asked people for questions for you. And since we're talking about food, let's start with UM98Rebel. He says, JJ, your favorite place to eat in Oxford for a burger and for barbecue? Well, a burger, 100% Handy Andy. Yes. Handy yes. Andy. And, and you, don't get the, you don't get the single, you don't get the single patty uh-uh. either. Oh, no, no. no. No, 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 no. No, double patties. Yeah. And, uh, and for barbecue, I would say, I think I'd say Moe's. You're the second Moe's person in two be. weeks on this podcast to say Moe's. I have not been to Moe's. Yeah, you got to go to Moe's. What do you get at Moe's? They, they got to be. So I get the redneck nachos and the ribs. Oh, my God. I've never liked ribs, though. Real, uh, they real, they fall off the bone. So, oh yeah, <laughs> it's really like it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here we go, <laughs> rambling rebel to JJ Pegist. I understand that you initially chose Auburn to compete as a tight end. I'm curious if there's been any talk of including you as a special super duper tight end package, or is it just too secret to pop up on a podcast? Yeah, I'm gonna say probably too secret too. But oh, I wouldn't say. I would I wouldn't say. I would say no to that question, but that's about all I can get. Okay, okay. Outside of getting a sack strip fumble or an interception, whatever kind of like play you can create defensively, outside of those times mm-hmm. when you touch the ball, will you be touching the ball with a chance to score at any point next year? I hope so. I pray, oh, shoot. I pray so. I look, 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 look. I ain't been in a touchdown since my senior year of my last game. Wow. So, so I got to touch. Yeah. Got to touch the touchdown. Look, I was an offensive time. lineman in high school. I don't even feel bad for you. I've never <laughs> gotten close to the end zone. You're like, oh, I missed the end zone. Oh, I feel so bad for you. Who were y'all playing? Who was Oxford playing that last game you scored your touchdown? It was state championship versus Oak Grove. Wildcat quarterback? Yep, I, I actually my last touchdown was a game winning pass touchdown. Oh, it was um yeah, I we was in Wildcat and um they snapped it to me and we had like our tight end just sneak through and it was um I threw it to him for a touchdown. All right, eighth grade JJ Piggies, 
before you became like six four and you know two seventy five and like you know freak athlete. But when you're just fit, you're like you don't know yet what your body's gonna be. You can be anything. You can be a quarterback, running back, whatever. Eighth grade JJP Geese wanted to do what? Eighth grade JJP Geese wanted to be the basically the athlete, the dude that did everything on the field, but mainly scored touchdowns. So not quarterback, just touchdown guy. (laughs) Yeah, just just get the ball and get to the end zone wherever, however and whenever I can. It's like Debo Samuel. Like you would love to run a (laughs) Debo Samuel role, right? Right now in high school? Yes, sir. They they line Mm -hmm. you up at tight end, wide receiver, running back, quarterback, sure. That's kind of what they did anyway. All right. Recon Reb, what influenced your decision to transfer and come back home? Um, just the situation. Um, I feel like God put it on my heart after the bowl game at Auburn, and I prayed and prayed a lot. And just the thing that was going on at Auburn, and like my coach, D line coach leaving, and basically other players just really not liking the environment, and um, yeah, just how the feeling was around there. So. I talked to my mom and dad, and I felt like coming back home probably the best decision for me. I'm not making news or anything or even trying to, but obviously the Brian Harrison stuff for the last month or so has been ugly over there at Auburn, just an absolute circus. You had gone and yeah. you left already, but when you were watching that, you were part of that program. What, were, what was your response to that? I'm glad I got out soon. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm glad I got out way before all that because I was just like, man, I just felt bad for my homeboys that were still there, you know, that wanted to leave but just didn't know where they would go, you know. So yeah, there's always like, been wow. like a lot of um, politics, let's just put it that way, with Auburn. Mm-hmm. As far as reaching the football team itself, reaching the players themselves, did that ever really happen? Or y'all were just aware of it more than it was really like – seeping into the locker room or did that play a part maybe in you leaving no we really wasn't aware of it we were just trying to live our own little little lives in college and like i know i wasn't for sure and i'm pretty sure i know the other one was it yeah we were just basically i guess blinded by it and don't know how it came up really brandon rev 1848 who is your pick jj for breakout guy on the defensive line not name yourself Breakout guy. That's not see. yourself on the defensive line. I think I'm going to go with um, KD Hill. I feel like KD is a big part of uh, this team. He's a, uh, a vocal guy for the defensive line. And I feel like the work he do, I, like the work he does on and off the field and even after we get done with all the running and stuff, I feel like he puts so much work in that it's his time and yeah, he's able, so I feel like Katie Hill. He's a Mississippi guy like you. Did y'all know each other before coming back? Were y'all friends or anything? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we uh, we clicked as soon as I came here, me yeah. and Katie. So, me and Katie, real cool. Landshark 54. Can JJ give us a comparison, uh-oh, uh-oh, of the Ole Miss <laughs> roster that he sees in the weight room versus what he saw of the players at Auburn? Do you notice a difference in strength? speed, et cetera, or are they both about the same? And what about mental toughness and drive? What do you think? Um, 
I say um, about the mental toughness and drive, I say the stuff we do here is more mentally than what we did at Auburn. Just the things that they put us through, like the fourth quarter program. And I feel like um, at Auburn, we would probably have people, you know, maybe give up or doubt themselves. But here, I really don't see it or hear it. And all the time at Auburn, sometimes we never just, we never like try to bring someone else along. And, but here, I feel like all I hear is somebody trying to bring them along and pull them closer and we got it, we can do this. So mentally, I feel like, oh, Miss got that part. But in the weight room wise, I know speed is, speed, we got a lot of speed here. And strength, I think it's about the same strength wise. I know, um, Coach Savage love going heavy, and that's how uh, my old strength count strength coach was. But I feel like the strength is about the same though in a weight room. Two more lane train twenty six. How excited are you to come back to Oxford and try to help your hometown win an SEC championship? I'm very excited. It's it feels like unrealistic for me coming back home and just playing for Ole Miss. And having my family there so they won't have to travel. And it's just, it's a blessing. And for me to be able to come come home to Ole Miss and be able to be a part of something special, it's going to be fun and special to watch. So just stay tuned in. This next question is from me, Ben Garrett. What do you thought about more? The first walk through the Grove as an Ole Miss Rebel, knowing the response you're going to get, it's going to be insane? Or... When they announce you, you won't be on the field when it happens, probably. But if they announce you as a starter on defense and the roar from the stadium, I think, I think it's when my first time coming out there and they announce the star lineup. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just me saying up the Oxford, Mississippi. I feel like that's that's a pride thing for me, and it's something not only I've been waiting for, but what the people been waiting for. And, like, I'm all for my community. I know my community is all for me. And I'm just really excited about that. And the Walker Champions, too. I ain't never been in the Walker Champions. I have really haven't even seen the Walker Champions because usually I'm, like, recruited, getting recruited by here. So I wouldn't be able to see that part. But I'm excited about that part, too. Yeah, you're going to get mobbed. Mobbed out there. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you just need to wear the Oxford Charger patch like on your jersey or your shirt, right? Or your oh, jacket. Yeah. yeah. Just wear the Oxford Charger uh-huh. patch and yeah. Oh, it's my God, it's JJ. All right, last one. Spirit Dave. <laughs> Spirit Dave. Favorite pass rush move. Also, does he know any WWE moves like the Lion Tamer? Um, my favorite pass rush move is probably just um, set the uh, O-lineman up, get at his hip, and then let him over overset me and spit back inside. I really, it really been successful at Auburn. WWE move would most definitely be the attitude adjustment by yeah. John Cena. Uh-huh. I'll see you're young. You're young. You're so young. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say a Stone Cold Stunner from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the first thing you thought. Yeah, I love all of it. Ah, no, me too. Uh-huh. And now the Ole Miss Spirit has Suda Upadea calling play-by-play for 205 Live. And Mackenzie Mitchell, she's one of the backstage uh, interviewers for not only Monday Night Raw, but NXT. So, JJ, oh. I guess what we got to do is yes, I'll be your manager. 
That's all I want to do because I can't hang in the fourth quarter program. I couldn't pretend to try to be a wrestler, but JJ, you can be. Just let me be the Paul Heyman to your Brock Lesnar. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, you got it. Then. See, <laughs> we've already figured it all out. We've made the plan now for the future of JJ Pegues after he's done playing football, whenever that is, he'll be going into WWE mm-hmm. and he will not be doing attitude adjustments. He will be doing stone cold no, stutters. No. He's JJ Pegues. Thank you for yes, doing this, sir. man. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.